Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, August the 15th, uh, 8.43 p.m. Thank you so much for being live. We're about 12 people live right now. Drop us a like, subscribe to the channel. 
Thank you so much. Uh, we're winning, guys. I mean, we Orlando City won against the Red Bulls uh, away. Then you got Orlando Pride also getting a massive win against uh, the San Diego Wave. And OCB as well with a brace from Jack Lynn, uh, which there's some news apparently about Jack Lynn coming up soon. So um, we'll talk about all of that and more. Thank you so much. Uh, before we go um, into your comments, I know people have been leaving their comments. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and um, tell you guys to keep subscribing to our channel. Click on the notification bell for all notifications. We're also live on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast and also live on our Facebook at Loud and Proud Orlando. So thank you so much for all your support. Uh, Paola, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Happy Monday. It's my favorite time of Monday being with you guys. How about that? So I'm happy. And, and then with all those three, uh, well, nine points, because Pride, OCB, plus Orlando, I'm happy. So Nine points. Nine points. Yeah. Surprisingly, okay. huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's, a, I think that three great wins. Uh, Dave, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Happy Monday to everybody. Uh, just like Paula said, nine point weekend. Well then, winning. It's a uh, uh, rare nowadays, so we have to enjoy it. You know, when they come back. So, what are the wins? Basically, uh, Orlando City uh, defeating 2-0 uh, New York City 2. Uh, the Pride going out west to San Diego Wave and snatching a puppy special of their own. I guess uh, a Seb Hines special. We're going to call him now. Uh, on other news, uh, the Crusaders of uh, indoor soccer have named... Uh, former announcer for Orlando City, a legendary man on his own right, the fantastic tactician Tom Traxler as their new uh, the new manager. First uh, player signed to the team, wild man Will Johnson, former Lion, uh, is going to be playing with them. They're going to be playing their games at the uh, Addition Plus Arena on, at UCF, at the campus at UCF. Uh, I personally am excited for uh, indoor soccer. Um, if you never had your experience with the Orlando Seawolves, well, it's coming back, baby. And uh, other news, the game that originally was supposed to be played the Sunday before uh, our Open Cup final in Miami has been moved to October 5th. I want to clarify something that has been going on. A lot of people are saying, oh, my God, we're going to have three games in October. Relax. There's going to be two weeks off in September before we hit this Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday uh, games all in one week. I think uh, it's the best that we can do under circumstances because, quite honestly, we can't afford to uh, gift uh, Miami a win. And definitely we couldn't afford to uh, go into the Open Cup final with tire leg. Pero Galese. Uh, claims the club record for clean sheets this past game. Uh, Fabian Loyola from OCB was the uh, man of the match at the MLS All-Star for uh, the academies. 
So congratulate, congratulations to the young lion. And this one paints yeah. me to say, but uh, the 20,000 uh, goal in MLS was scored at the Atlanta versus um, FCC uh, game by an Atlanta player who nobody cares. It's not Atlanta podcast, but we are bringing it up because uh, aside from the fact that it was offside. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, so that's the 20,000. So our league reaches another milestone. We so we're 14 people live. Thank you so much. I read some comments before we start on the first uh, topic of the day. Joshua Tall, very glad Orlando City won in pride. But yeah, fantastic. Christian Seidel, hello. Hi. Christian Seidel, will Orlando City win the cup? Yes. A U.S. Open Cup? Yes, they will win the cup. I say right now, I think Orlando has everything to win the cup. If they don't win the cup, it'll be one of the worst disasters in franchise history, my opinion. Uh, will Orlando City win the Champions League? Uh, not right now. Not with the squad that we have. I don't think we're capable of winning the Champions League. Uh, CONCACAF Champions League, obviously. But uh, let's see what the front office can do, right, in the next few years. Um, the Sounders did it, right? So let's see what they can do. Uh uh, Rakas Dainos, he says, hello, how you doing, my friend? Daulan uh, Coca, let us win the cup first, man. That's right. Yeah, Victor Sanchez, vamos Orlando, Victor Sanchez, how you doing, my friend? He says, Christian Seidel, he says, uh, Atlanta will knock us out of the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, are you an Atlanta fan? No, I, I like that your jersey never changes every year. Uh, Christian Seidel, how big is the U.S. Open Cup trophy? It's very big. Yeah, it's very big for Orlando. Huge, huge. Hector Ayala, you guys saw how Pareja celebrated that W? That was a big one for them. I mean, winning away uh, against a team that it's tough to beat in their own home turf, uh, whether you want to call it uh, Bingo Special, Papi Special, no, Baby Special, I mean – the whole purpose of soccer is to win games. Uh, I mean, um, Uruguayan soccer, it's never been the best, most uh, tiki-taka style uh, soccer, for example. They've always uh, prioritized the defense and the crosses and having uh, a lot of um, momentum in the midfield and recuperating the ball, playing very hard, very uh, physical league. Um, it, like Brazil plays that beautiful, you know, style of dynamic soccer that everyone, everyone in the world wants to see, you know, in the 1994, uh, Brazilian team, for example, amazing team, right? Um, we're not, we're not there yet. <laughs> and, uh, I think our priority moving forward should be win games, no matter how we win them. Uh, cause you know, there are other teams on the hunt, right, Dave? There's teams on the hunt, and if we slip up, uh, no playoffs for us. So let's uh, move forward. Ahmed Salim, any news on Pato? Yes, we do have some news on Pato. This is uh, Victor Rivera. I love the idea they changed the date for the so-called Miami team. That's right. Jose L. Chose, he says, vamos, vamos, Orlando. Vamos, vamos, Orlando. That's right. It was nice to see Torres score that goal, says Joshua Tall. 
Victor Sanchez, happy, uh, so happy I was allowed to cancel my hotel room for the fake Miami game in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, guys, so we start with the, the game against uh, New York Red Bulls. Personally, uh, I wasn't expecting this, to be honest with you. Uh, I was expecting to take a, a fat L and uh, come in over here and talk about how, you know, um, we'll see what could happen. You know, we got to focus on the U.S. Open Cup. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, a great play from Pedro Alese linking up uh, with, um, you know, Junior Urso. And then Junior Urso found Facundo Torres. And that's the reason why they signed him, right, to, to, to score those type of goals. And I love the fact uh, that he now is getting the freedom that um, he's been wanting uh, right in the attacking third. And uh, I think if we see more of that, we're going to see a uh, – Facundo Torres staying in this league maybe for a, a one more season, if, and then uh, we're going to see him, uh, you know, be a forever a lion in Europe because that's his goal, right? And I think he needs to keep scoring. Uh, it doesn't matter how he scores, as long as he scores wearing the purple jersey and for his benefit also, uh, for his goal going overseas, I think uh, it's a win-win not only for him, but also for, for the club. And, um, you know, it was great to see. Obviously, I believe the keeper had a little bit on it, believe it or not. I do believe that the keeper could have done a little more, but uh, good for us, you know. And then uh, we learned how to play like New York Rebels played against us before, you know, that um, very, very defensive. Antonio Carlos, I don't understand why that man was not on the MLS uh, team of the week. I think um, that voting is rigged uh, in, in a lot of the times. Uh, Pedro Alese as well. Now I see people saying, oh, Pedro Alese, great keeper, man. Great keeper, man. But, you know, um, five months ago, they're like, um, oh, you know, uh, he, he, you know, or no, last year when it was for the MLS All-Star too. Oh, um, um, no, best keeper in the MLS uh, award. Oh no, he he's played too much for Peru. He can't get it because the stats, my friend. You know, um, honestly, uh, he's the best keeper in the MLS. I mean, he's he's doing great. There's a lot of things to cover. Pato's injury. It's the first one that we're gonna start. Let's talk about that. I think that's what people want to hear about. I want to say uh, thank you to our colleague, uh, my Gramajo. No, because he's the one who broke it down. I don't know if you want to give that info, Dave. While I look for the picture. Yeah, well, basically, our friend Mike Ramajo uh, has, uh, as a matter of fact, why don't we just read verbatim the tweet yeah. because yeah. it right has here. all the information. You got it? Yeah, right here. Yeah. So, Alexandre Pato injury update. Uh, Pato suffered an injury to his right knee in the game at Red Bull on Saturday. Yesterday, scans revealed damage to the internal structures of the knee of a period of consultation with Orlando Health has begun. Okay. Um, so they're still going to see what type of damage it is, right? Because it could Correct. be the cartilage. could be the cartilage of the knee. Uh, how do I know this? Because uh, Jefferson Farfan had this, a similar injury, um, which is uh, one of the players from the Peru national team. Yeah. Uh, they're probably, could, Luis, they're probably going to, because uh, Mike uh, continues saying, 
uh, continue from team spokesperson. We will provide updates as they become available following further assessment yeah, yeah. in the coming days. So uh, being that uh, the, you know, the medical field this is what I do for a living, uh, most likely they're gonna do uh, exploratory yeah. with the scope. Basically, they just cut a very small incision, introduce uh, a, a tiny camera. It's basically like a, like a long tube they put uh -huh. in there uh, to to see to see the damage. You know, so they, they have this this big monitor, and that way they can see what's what what the damage looks like. Uh, I'm gonna be quite honest with you. When he was, uh, anytime you see a player like banging in pain on the ground and ah, going like that, when they are just putting pressure, I already knew he was gone. I I don't think when we I, I think we have seen Pato for the last time in Orlando. Uh, what are your thoughts there, uh, Paola, about Pato's injury? It's sad. It's sad. Um, we we were seeing um one of the best performance on Saturday. Um, and let me clarify, the Galese ball went to him first, to Pato, and then Pato saw Urso and then Facu um, scored that goal. Um, I mean, I was scared after he went out of that game. I was like, oh, man, this is going to change the game. But the boys just settle down and, and keep up fighting, and that's why we won. But at the same time, when I saw, like David just said, when he was – putting pressure to his knee and and doing like like oh, oh my god oh my god so i was like it's over for pato unfortunately i think it's the same knee that he got some um some replacement last year if i'm not mistaken so it's just sad because he was playing he he was playing great this past game and things happen that's that's cruel like David says, cruel soccer is cruel. So there you go. Well, um, I want to say that you know he's had a lot of uh, muscle injuries during his um, playing career. Uh, well, his current career um, in Italy, for example, uh, when he was in AC Milan between 2010 and 2012, he pretty much was completely. He missed like over 20 games at a time. You know. Um, a lot, a lot of the reason, and they did a clinical study on him in Italy, was that he had a, a growth spurt during those years. He gained weight, and he added about a lot of bone density and grew eight centimeters during that time. And he put on too much muscle, uh, it, 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 a lot. So he started getting um, tears, muscle tears after muscle tear. And obviously that deteriorates um, that. Now, when it comes to his knee, uh, I just think that what, what Dave just said, uh, that's fantastic that they're going to find out. I just think that, yeah, maybe he's done for the season, you know, maybe safe to say. But I wouldn't I, – I think it's a little bit disrespectful saying he's done forever. Uh, I, don't, I don't think no player wants to uh, – you to – take him out <laughs> um but you know then again um you know i wish him the best i mean he had a phenomenal game um but orlando needs to move on you know orlando needs to think fast and i think now with him being gone unfortunately facundo torres needs to step up and he needs to play uh on that spot 
if not uh have the freedom to move around that whole teching third i don't know what are your thoughts there um dave well maybe just speedballing here we can recall a player that we sent on loan to ecuador that this past weekend had two goals 46 touches uh uh pass completion uh, tw 26 pass, 48 passes, 26 touches, a completion of 97%. Man of the match. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about El Enano Alvarado. Please, Alexander Alvarado, uh, if, if, if somebody has the, the, the Alvarado signal at 655 West Church Street, throw it out in the heavens. Because we, we, we are really up the creek right now without a paddle, with Pato quite possibly being done. And just to go back with what Pato was saying, it is the same knee that he hurt uh, on the first game last year. Uh, personally, I thought the, the foul was unnecessary, was too harsh, should have been a PK in my book. Yeah. I know a lot of people are, well, you know, I personally – any tackle from behind is always dangerous. That's why I always want yellow cards when tackles from behind. First of all, the opposing player doesn't know you're coming, and this is why uh, we instituted yellow cards on any tackle from behind. Why? Because of situations like this. This is how careers are damaged. And, uh, you know, and I'm going to be quite honest, there has to be some professionalism with these players. Because you don't, you don't, you don't do dirty tackles like that. That's just me. That's the view. Uh, obviously, uh, we manage Pato's minutes to make to allow him to get over uh, to the end of the season. I would have loved to see Pato um, in the Open Cup. I think Pato unleash on a USL team. It would have been highlights for years to come. And unfortunately, we're gonna be denied that because. Of a dirty tackle. That's uh, and I'm sorry. That's if you review the tackle again, you can see Pato doesn't know he's coming. His knees buckle. Uh, it, it was just it was completely harsh and unnecessary. No, I agree. I agree. I think uh, that should have been that should have been a penalty, in my opinion, too. And a yellow card. Neither At were least. called. Neither were called. So. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, let's read some comments here because uh, we have a lot of people commenting here right now. Victor Sanchez, Christian, who cares about Man United, not me? Uh, don't, don't play fiddle to the troll, my friend. Don't, don't, don't get in the troll trap. Huh? Tolan Coca, what if the Ecuadorian League is weaker in comparison to MLS? So he's doing well there. The Ecuadorian League, in my opinion, is in a superior level um, in physicality than the MLS. MLS does have the more name recognition, but, uh, I mean, you're talking about playing Conmebol is far superior than playing CONCACAF. Far, far superior. I mean, the, 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 the people you play against are... Players are definitely going to play in Europe, you know, at some point. So Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, I think it's uh, 
another ball, uh, another game. It says, um, uh, can you hear New York Red Bull sing? I, I can hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you hear that? I can hear that. Isn't that a child song? No? Yeah, isn't that, isn't that the same in pre-K, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. But, uh... Oh, Siri, mi gran amigo, esta linchada me copiado la canción. Me la copié de Argentina. Oh, you don't, you don't know, bro. I don't, don't, let's not start with chance, because then, then, then we're going to have a face off here. No, que digan lo demás. So that's the original song. Okay. They should do uh when the when the punks go marching in, they should do that too. There's there's a lot of listen, we we're obviously again going down another rabbit hole in this show. <laughs> uh, the, the fans don't know that after we're done, we Tend to sometimes stay talking for another. Uh, we would do another show after we we're done recording. Uh, but uh, uh, there's a ton of chance that uh, that we had that we can apply and that we're not using, which is frustrating. But I'll leave it at that. Uh, to go back to the puzzle situation, um, you know, it's it's uh, it, it like I said, it's 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 on it. Could have never happened. It, it never happens oh. to the villains. It's always hap always happens. Yep, to the that's right. <laughs> that is, you're so right. You know, uh, I mean, he's he's been a player that I mean, whether you like it or not, he's 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 played because he wanted to play here. He he had other offers. I, I know for a fact, but he wanted to play here. He wanted to stay here, and uh, whether you like it or not, I think he has contributed somewhere in a. Because we have a we have a bad attack. I mean, let's just be honest. We can't score goals, so I think he has contributed to at least uh, for us to score some type of goals right now. Now the good thing is Urjan Carr is back from injury. He was in um, um, in practice today. He practiced normally, um, and um, you know again we have this Facundo Torres. He's, he's scoring almost in every game now. Uh, he's he he's doing a nanny special, right? Uh, trying to be that that guy who will score the goal, right? And uh, definitely, I think they should give him the freedom. Now, talking about Alexander Alvarado, it's a good thing that you were mentioning him. I think he's a. I mean, I want to say hello to him because he's he used to watch the show when he was uh, in Orlando too. Um, he he's definitely a player that I wouldn't mind him coming back. The issue is. He wants to stay in Ecuador. From from what my sources tell me, is he talked to an Ecuadorian radio show today, uh, and he said that he's just waiting for his contract with Orlando to um, expire this year, and then uh, for um, Liga Deportiva Universidad de, de Quito, uh, LDU, LDU, uh, buy his uh, buy buys out his contract. Uh, the option to buy because this is a loan with an option to buy. So, I mean, can Orlando get a better player than Alvarado? Can you blame uh, him? I mean, not for nothing. Here we, we we didn't play the guy. Yeah, we didn't play him. He he was he was be the bench of the bench. 
Yes, and uh, I mean, I I believe if I listen, I pride myself for being for being a, a, a like a a radical from from the center of the role fan, and uh, I I can honestly say that if this man played twenty minutes in his whole time here, it's an exaggeration. He goes back to Ecuador and they unleash him, and he and, and he's and I, I get angry because on the uh, on the preseason games. We saw a lot of a lot of uh, stamina, a lot of a lot of great play from him, and unfortunately during the season, uh, we just did not play the guy. One thing I wanna uh, I wanna mention about Facundo Torres since he's in that picture there is that uh, on Twitter I said that that our our goal, aside from the fact that yes, there was a lot of talent and effort from the guys. It also had a little bit of luck, and people were like, "Oh, you are discounting the players. You're disrespecting them." I'm like, "Listen, I said it a thousand times. Football is a pound of talent and an ounce of luck. I said that all the time. If you look at the goal, uh, Facundo's uh, ball actually goes a little deviated and gets a deflection from the goalkeeper's leg, hits the second post, the far post, boom, it's in." And this is one thing, guys, that we have said in this podcast and in other people's podcasts and on Twitter and on Facebook, wherever. The fact that if you shoot on frame, things are going to happen. If you, if you throw balls at the cauldron, al calentón, like we say in Puerto Rico, you, you throw it in there, things can happen. Handballs, corner kicks, deflections. I mean, look at the deflection that Arsenal, that Arsenal uh, used to open up the score. They kicked, you know, the, the ball hit uh, Antonio Carlos in the back, inside the goal. Things happen if you shoot, but we are not doing that. We're not doing that. So things don't happen. So that's what, that's what I was referring to when I said that it was a lucky goal. Um, Perhaps you know some people. Well, I mean, the keeper had some something to do with it too. I mean, he was yeah, bad, yeah, for sure. He was badly positioned, and uh, the good thing mm-hmm. is that we have a player that has the creativity to know this guy is out of position. Number one, he's attacking through the flank, and he knows this dude it's out of position. I'm gonna hit it between his legs. He's he ain't gonna catch it because he knows it, the technique he's gonna use to shoot. So, I mean, th- that's why he costs. 13 million, you know what I mean, to deliver those type of qualities. Remember, you know, Nani's goals? I mean, unbelievable, right? So good for him, you know what I mean? I just think, and good for Orlando. And as long as Orlando was able to play, I mean, they played defense. Uh, I mean, this was a 90% defense and maybe 10% offense, in my opinion. And after Pato's injury, I believe that they lost a lot of offensive prowess after that. And, um, I wish I would have seen Winter Cartagena a little bit more, and uh, I don't. I mean, he's not a ten, guys. He's he's a he's an eight or a six. So I don't know. I mean, a lot of people say, "No, oh, why don't you put him right behind the the striker?" It's like, no, no, no. He he's an eight or a six. Now he can definitely associate himself and try to find link up plays in attack because he's a very fast player. But he's an eight or a six. Uh, I think he'll be great to see. I mean, if you're talking about Alvarado, if you bring him back, in my opinion, it will be, let's say, a starting match. Let's say we play against Austin. I'll put Urso, Cartagena, no, Araujo, Cartagena, and then Alvarado. 
no? And then I'll put Mauricio, um, you know, maybe give him some rest. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking here, you know, if, if, if you, let's say Mauricio gets injured. Now, if it's Facundo Torres, it'll be good to see one game being Cartagena, eh, eh, Araujo, and then Facundo right on Mauricio's position, and then with Erjan Cara right there. Uh, now, one thing that you have to tell Facundo is he needs to defend because that's one thing that uh, Mauricio does do when he loses the ball, he goes and defends. Uh, you can't just stand back and think, oh, I'm a striker. That's not my role. That's not what I do. No, everyone needs to go defend. So let's just read some comments here. Jeffrey Ordaz says, uh, when show, who would you see managing OC in the near future? Uh, Paola, who do you see managing OC in the near future? I don't know top of my head right now. <laughs> you put me in the spot. But um, what I can see is a brighter future if we change, um, I don't know, managing. You said it last week, um, the guy from Peru. But we need we need money. Um, yeah, Luis. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be funny. What Can you imagine? You, yeah, that'd be, well, that'd be, that'd be great. I, I tell you what, I uh, we got money. Sky's the limit, you know. I mean, we can I dream. Mean, and, and he'll be so comfortable here. He, I mean, I think he'll be comfortable here. I mean, if you want to dream, I mean, he no, for sure. A top three managers uh, for national teams in South America, top three of the best paid. Yeah, no, I, I got something. I got something to say about that. Um, I, the fact that a lot of people are willing to discuss this topic with me via DM, and not out in the public, so, speaks volumes about our fan base, uh, or so a sector of our fan base where uh, we cannot have healthy debate without name calling, blocking, muting, and. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think, and in, in for those that follow my vlog, I, I dedicated my, the latest video to this exact same exact topic where we can say, honestly, that Oscar Pareja is a fantastic individual, that Oscar Pareja is well-liked by his staff and by the fans, but that perhaps it's time to explore new options. That's all I, I actually, that's the first time I said that, my goodness, I was called all sorts of names. People doubted my commitment to the club. And I have, in this podcast, I have given the examples of the teams I fought, all this other stuff. And unfortunately, guys, we continue uh, chasing our tails with this. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm very clear. Very honest. I know who listens to this. I know who watches this podcast and who listens to this podcast. And you know, this podcast has always been has never things that this podcast has never been is being cheerleaders for the club, uh, hiding their dirty laundry, uh, being uh, carrying somebody's luggage. We have never done that. And you know, if if people people want us to be a lot of positivity, then give me a paycheck. Give me a shirt that says Orlando City. Let me work for the club, and I'll give you that information. But I'm a fan. I got to be truthful to myself, truthful to you guys. And the, the two people here sharing the screen with me know because you fans sent us messages uh, thanking us for the show and um, 
and and uh, uh, you know congratulating us on the fact that we don't go to bed with nobody, uh, and that we have to be truthful to ourselves. I really like Oscar Pareja, the person. I just think that at this level, perhaps this is as much as the 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 chain goes, right? As much as this, it stretches, and perhaps we need to explore different options. That's all I have said. And uh, some people have called me nasty names. I don't know. But I just wanted to make that clear, friends, that uh, there's options out there. We have the money. We need to explore. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts about that, Paola, about uh, Oscar Pareja's replacement? I mean, let's be honest. If we look at the the, um, last game match, I think if we didn't win on the road, I don't know if his future was secured or not because he celebrated like it was a final. Those three points, yes, they are important because we needed those three points since DC, since we played DC the last time. Um, I think, I don't know if we win the Open Cup, he's going to be still around. I don't know. I, I think their change is coming in the postseason. That's my that's my train of thought. Um, if he stays, I will see him as an assistant coach. Props, there's a possibility. I don't know, but um, like David said, I like the personality of Oscar. He's a great guy, but we need to start winning games if we want a trophy. Um, we have a trophy nearby in September seventh. Um, we're gonna win it because I'm claiming it. I want to see that cup lifted. Um, you're going to see me with a purple hair. I don't care. I'm going to spray my hair. I'm saying it here today. And then if we want an MLS cup, we need to start winning games. If it wasn't for that Faku's, um, goal, what could happen? We could have lost three points or two points, let's say. So, and we almost lost the, the, um, we got choppy at the last five minutes of the game in stoppage time. I thought that we were going to concede a goal because we committed a foul on near, near the post. So I was scared. I was like, oh my God, let's, let's, let's see this turned out. I was watching like this on the television because I was scared. I thought that we were going to lose two points at least, but. The boys did their job. That's why he celebrated the three points. And if we want an um, MLS Cup, we need to start winning games. The ugly truth, my friends, and uh, this is something that I had told Luis, at the death, the hero of the game was my man from Lisbon, Portugal, Joao mm. Moutinho, who cleared what basically was a goal can seal and deliver, friends. That goal had beaten Pedro. Let me tell you something. Pedro Gales had been beaten on the far post. Rare that that happens. And that ball was a foot away from his hand. And if it wasn't for Joao Moutinho, it would have ended up 1-1. We would have been, uh, based on those numbers, we would have been uh, right above Chicago in uh, ninth or tenth place, and people would have been uh, crying bloody murder and asking for heads. One of the things I, ha- I have said, because I see my man Victor 
with the comment that I would love to get to. And if Luis knows my heart, he knows which one I'm talking about. No, the one before that. Um, there you go. I want to I make something clear. If you follow me on social media, I want to entertain you. I don't want you to follow me so you can see pictures of what I eat for lunch or my kids or I don't know, whatever. I want to entertain you. I want to inform you. You know what I'm saying? I, I take that out as a responsibility. This past week, I ran numbers. I ran numbers. Adrian Heath with Minnesota United since 2017 has done better in MLS than all his counterparts that have that have followed him in Orlando City, including Oscar Pareja, which arguably everybody, including myself, calls the best Orlando City manager in MLS history. So what I'm trying to say with this, to go back to what we already talked about, exploring different options. When we, I, I know Luis, is, I know Luis, I, I, I got, hold on, hold hey, on. He's not bringing his son. He's not bringing his son to, 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 to go on gate D and open the door for me. Hold on a second. And cover. So, so, so I can unleash this. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the fact is, is that uh, the old ownership, Listen to the new fans. They let him go. They didn't give him the time. And we have seen what has happened in Minnesota. They're making playoffs comfortably. I always, till the day I die, I will always say that it was a mistake to let him go. But, but, again, you know, I ran the not. We I, I posted the information and I said, hey, not bad for our USO coach because that's that's the comment that the old ownership threw out at him on the way out. Funny how they went and actually hired a USL coach, James O'Connor, who was the worst manager of Orlando City history. But friends, as much as I like that, Victor, the fact is, is that we need to move on. Inchi has moved on forever in my heart. Uh, the man that built this city, the man that designed this stadium. But at the end of the day, we have to I, – I, I actually – I want somebody better than Inchi, somebody better – I don't want an MLS coach. Because we have uh, the last three teams that have won, um, that have won uh, MLS uh, Cup have proven that you, you don't you don't need uh, you don't need this uh, tactical maestro of MLS. You can just go and get a, a coach, a manager that can get your results. Without a finish, that. I mean, uh, I think Inchi's time in Orlando City was well lived, and you know, I think uh, he's definitely going to bring his son. He's going to bring a lot of people from. Ireland from you know from I mean not, not to say nothing wrong I'm just saying it's it's just I mean uh, the signings he brought in too when he was in Orlando in my opinion weren't up to par uh, to what Orlando now I don't know if that's something that Flavio had to do with it or not but I, I just think that I mean like you said you know let's let's move on and see I will love Miguel Angel Ramirez, for example, if let's say uh, they decide Oscar uh, is going to part ways and, and, uh, and, you know, end things amicably because he, he did change the face of the franchise. Uh, I do believe that Miguel Angel Ramirez would be a great option. He's without a club right now. He had a bad stint with Charlotte. Um, and I think uh, coming into Orlando City with the Wolves and the winning mentality, I think it goes hand in hand on what he really wants, and he wants. Really if people, if people really, if people really like Oscar, 
Miguel Angel Ramirez is gonna pocket this team. Oh yeah, fan base. And I'm not I'm I'm not being biased because he's Canarian. And for those that don't know, uh, I have Canarian ancestry. So you know, um, Canarian culture and Puerto Rican culture are basically the same because without Canarians, there wouldn't be Puerto Ricans. Canarian, um, yeah, Canarian. So <laughs> the uh, so, anyways, I I I I like his style, man. I really do. And I like you said, Luis. I felt that he was done yeah. dirty by Charlotte. But again, you know, I, I, I think um, let's not disrespect our prophet. He's stealing. He's stealing. He's stealing charge of this club. And like I said, friends, you know, I feel that at the end of the day, regardless of what this club decides to do, we owe a debt of gratitude to the prophet Pareja who came at a moment of turmoil, exactly. a moment where nobody gives us a chance. Took us to a final and MLS is back. Took us to playoffs for the first time. Uh, um, took us to a playoffs the second time. God willing, he's going to take us a third time. And he's going to leave us with a trophy. That, to me, it's it's like cold status. But, yeah. again, me personally, David Valentin, the, the human being, the person, feels that uh, with Pareja's uh, contract expiring uh, in December... And a lot of the players' contracts expiring in December. Maybe maybe it's time to shuffle things up uh, a um, little bit. When it comes to what we're looking here on the in the image, uh, and thank you to the 22 people watching live right now. Um, so we gotta win the next two games. <laughs> if we don't want to drop any points, if we don't want to be dead last, because it's really it's 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 a uh, Look, Miami, New England, Cincinnati. Neck we, we and all, neck. It's 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 we're neck to neck. Chicago's only a point away. My so goodness, we gotta beat. I mean, Charlotte. It is a direct rival of us right yes. now. Yes. Uh, because uh, if we lose against them, and let's say Inter, New England, Cincinnati win. Oh wow, man! I didn't know how many all yeah, those teams. We will, we will we will we will drop like really low. We're going to be like... Like a fly. Party. We're going to drop like we're a fly. Drop, we're going to be dropping to the 11th place. So, Luis, like if you look at that, uh, aside from winning uh, and tying and getting points and all that, how many goals you concede and how many goals you score are may yeah. be the decisive yeah. factor this year. So, I think being conservative defensively and knowing... I mean, a lot of people say, oh, parking the bus and stuff like that. The stage Orlando City is now... We cannot have pretty tiki-taka football. We just can't. Orlando City needs to just win. It doesn't matter how they win, whether it's the most boring game in the world, but Orlando City needs to win the next two games because if, if Orlando doesn't win the next two games, it drops like dead to the 11th place. Um, and I, I don't think Orlando wants that. Um, now, you know, but personally, it, I don't really care if Urgent scores, if Antonio Carlos scores, if it's through a corner kick. I think Orlando needs to prioritize defense, set pieces, penalty taking uh, in the attacking third, free kicks. You know, um, honestly, there needs to be at least two players that the players know these are the, play, the, the, the free kick takers. Now that Pato's not there, who's going to throw your corner kicks now? 
Is it going to be more rainy? Is it going to be Facundo? Are you going to need Facundo maybe to be on the outside? So those are the things. Is it going to be Moutinho? So uh, we got to take advantage of that because we have to win. Now, the good thing about NYCFC is that their Tati Castellanos is no longer there. <laughs> and, but they still have this new kid, Dallas Magno, which he's been playing pretty good. And they're starting him as a striker now. And they're calling him, he's the reincarnation of Tati Castellanos, which I think it's hilarious. But then again, that's NYCFC for you, right? Uh, when it comes to Cincinnati, it surprised all of us, right? I think all of us. It's This team started clicking now. Um, and, um, you know, we cannot – We Orlando still, in a way, depends on itself. So – but they got to win. Like, now we're, Orlando's forced to win the next two matches. I don't know. What are your thoughts there, Dave? No, you said it all, brother. I mean, if you look at um, our schedule – Something that we have gone over here with uh, with our listeners and our viewers, um, we have we have three games left this month. Wow, I can't believe this, guys. That uh, time is flying by this fast. So this Sunday, Charlotte ha has to be a result. Yeah, I mean, I it, has to be. it has to be. Yeah, a W. I would, you know, worst case scenario, a tie. We have to get points out of this game. Yeah. Uh, NYC, you got uh, to beat them. I yeah, hope. we have to. I mean, not for nothing. We have the best record again of, of any club against New York City. Uh, it will be a nice matchup. Um, we always we always manage to to play very well at home versus this team. Uh, then uh, then we have um, Seattle oh. Sounders, which is uh, the dark horse here. What version of the Seattle Sounders uh, are we getting? I, a lot of people are dismissing them. They're like, oh, they're going to miss the playoffs for the first time in their in their history, blah, blah, blah. But we tend to have amnesia, the fact that this is the CONCACAF champion, and they won with those players. And if uh, on uh, Wednesday the 31st they, decide, they, they, they decided tonight's the night, then, then we're going to find ourselves uh, in a dangerous situation. Plus, on top of that, not very, not very, uh, only a, a handful of Eastern teams still have games against Western foes. So, uh, so this is, this doesn't really help us on our, a win here, obviously three points uh, is great, but it doesn't really help us on our pursuit to playoffs because the team getting the points taken away from them, uh, it's not really in our conference. Um and then we go into September. Now, obviously, with the changes that we have heard about uh, with Miami, then that puts us on Open Cup. Uh, right. Basically, we are gonna we're gonna have a full week of rest. Right. Our last game is gonna be at home. Before that, so uh, September seventh should be, in my opinion, a day of reckoning, a day of lifting trophies. And after that, we're going to have to put the afterburners going to Philadelphia, receiving Atlanta uh, on a Wednesday at 6 p.m. That's an odd kick of time. Uh, then we are going to have Toronto, a team uh, that we beat at their house, a place where we have never won any games. Uh, and uh, Toronto is, again, one of those teams that is bringing down our next. The, the beauty of September, guys, is that we have two teams 
that are, are, are on the hunt, are on the chase. I think uh, Philadelphia is unreachable for us at the moment. They, they pretty much are secure that they're going to win the East. And uh, in October, again, reminding everybody, we're going to have two weeks of break in, in, the, in the third and fourth week of September. And then we hit these three games in the last week of the season. October 2nd, New York, at, at New York City, which, by the way, reminder everybody to everybody that we're going to be playing at Red Bull Arena, which is going to be great. Yeah, we don't have to go to the Yankee Stadium. Uh, imagine that. They can play in Yankee Stadium. Why? Because it's it's the, the playoffs, the World Series time. And then, so, so, so much for that, right? And then we are going to Miami. And I tell you what, I want to win. A lot of people are mad that it's not a weekend game. It's a Wednesday. I tell you what, I tell you what, Miami better not catch me working down in South Florida that Wednesday. That's oh, all I yeah. And then, I was planning on going too, so. Oh, down, down to my, oh, bro. I wish I could, man. I, it's just really tough for me to, to go down there on a weekday. Um, yeah. And then last, decision day, 2.30 p.m., I don't know, guys, how you guys feel about a uh, – I mean, it's going to be cool, I guess, at that time of the year, but it's 2.30 kickoff. It's going to be crazy against oh, – uh, Cool, I like it because then, you know, you can go and – and hit well, the hit the pub, you know what I mean? Yeah, so uh, it's gonna it's gonna go it's gonna be uh, downhill. I mean, pepas, we're, gonna, pepas, pepas. we're gonna be hitting a lot of games to close the season. Um, Colors laughing. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit a lot of games. So I mean, it's listen if you if you love football and uh, you are here for the madness of it, you're the type of guys that enjoy car crashes. <laughs> that enjoy uh, uh, enjoy watching people arguing and fighting. If you're that type of person, you need to be at Exploria Stadium for these games because this is going to put all that to shame. This is uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, 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 neighbors arguing after a couple of beers. Uh, this is going to be a car crash. At, why are you talking to my wife like that? Uh, yeah, that, that type of that type of entertainment, this is what this is gonna be. If you enjoy all those things, I invite you to buy your ticket and go to Explorer. No, you know, it's um I wanna say a, a couple of things and Paula is laughing. Do you wanna say anything, Paula, before I go? Before I go? <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. You you guys are hilarious. That's why I'm laughing between you and David. So, so that's right, you know. Uh, after that game you can do Pepas by Bad Bunny, you know what I mean? And so anyways, um Orlando City, New York City, uh, it's a, a classico in my opinion. Orlando needs to win that game no matter what. They're, they're, I mean, if Orlando, if, if the, the players truly believe that they need to make amends with the fan base, which I think they do because I think Orlando this year has had one of the worst records at home in many years, uh, this is the game they need to definitely say, you know what? Let's make it up to them because they, they came here supported 19,000 people one game, 21,000 the other game, you know. Um, and then now when it comes to the Sounders, you're, what we're forgetting is we have two Peruvian internationals playing in Orlando City. And their star man is Raul Ruiz Diaz. He's shorter than me. He's shorter than me. He's like this tall. They call him La Pulga, right? You know, so 
Yeah, uh, he he's the flea. He, you gotta you gotta yeah, translate, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flea, the flea. Right. I was gonna say the tick, but that's <laughs> that's another. Yeah, one. Okay, flea tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, right. you're closer. Right, right. So, anyways, you have to play with two double to two with two sixes that game. I'm just saying right now, you want to play in the mid. If you have one one guy or two guys on him at all times, no goals. I guarantee you right now, he will not score. Plus, I guarantee you, Pedro and uh, Wilder are going to call him up. They're probably going to try to, you know, you know, uh, you know, hey, man, you know, you're going to come here and score in my turf. You know, they're going to try to play some sort of competition. He's going to come out swinging, Ruiz. Huh? I'm just saying that he's going to come out swinging, trying to prove himself because obviously uh, Cartagena and Galese are always part of the national team. They're always called up. And Ruiz, even though he's one of the best players, uh, Peruvian players internationally, he is he was nixed by the national team, uh, by Ricardo Areca. And the fan base hates him. Peruvians don't like Ruiz because he doesn't score goals for the national team. He only scores goals for the Sounders. So he has something to prove. He's going to come there knowing there's two Peruvian guys there. I'm going to be the best Peruvian out of the three, you know. But how does Orlando protect himself against Ruiz and Joao Paulo? You have to have two sixes up there. You, you, you have to restrict attack. Either it's going to be Araujo and Cartagena or Araujo and maybe uh, Urso. You know? But Orlando in the mid needs to be de play defensively. It, uh, so recoup, recoup the ball because they're a very fast team in transition. So you want to watch out for the Sounders. That's all I'm saying. And I think Joao um, Paulo is not playing. He got an injury um, earlier this year. Um, I think it was a torn ACL or something, but it was super bad. So, um, just an FYI, we have that advantage. Sure. Let's read some comments here. Victor Sanchez, don't get me wrong. I like Papi Pareja. He's from Medellin, Colombia, parce. My wife is from Medellin, and she told me, you better support Papi Pareja. There you go. <laughs> That's right. You know, happy wife, happy life, right? Happy wife, happy life. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Let's talk about ticket sales for the Open Cup final. It's looking like less than 85 tickets left. I think that's great, Dave. Oh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm super happy. Uh, I, I bought tickets. I bought tickets the, the second they became available. Um, I think um, the, the, the excitement is there. Uh, the, what's killing people is the fact that we had to wait a full month between yeah. between the rebels game and this uh i i think a lot of a lot of fan base just it's just going through the games in the season like okay move 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 i, I want this is the game that i want uh it's gonna be interesting a wednesday night uh you know also uh we have friends flying from europe flying from other states to uh to catch this game it's, it's gonna be some i i you know I, i'm telling you man i just uh, i have nightmares at night I, I, I go to bed, you know, like 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 sweating, cold sweats, because uh, I'm like, please don't send me anywhere in another part of the state. Don't give me work. Don't make me work overtime. Right now, my calendar is wide open. I'm telling you, I, you know, I, I just like, I don't know what to tell you guys. I just, if you haven't purchased your ticket, please do so. 
uh, because the fact of the matter is, is you want to be there. Ima imagine, imagine waking up, going to work on Thursday, September 8th, and your friends are showing up still uh, with, with purple uh, nose hairs and uh, smelling like victory and probably just straight from the pitch telling you, did you watch the game? Did you, were you there? And you, what are you going to tell them? No? Don't be a loser. Be there. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, and I want to go ahead and, uh, you know, accentuate the fact here we got El Pulpo, right? He got, uh, he made history, right? He set a new single season record for clean sheets in club history with his eighth of the year. Um, I know that maybe it's a lot to ask, but let's sign let's let's sign him back for two more years, man. Two more years, two more years, two more years. Listen, I don't year. think there's a single person in this fan base that will disagree with that. And I gotta tell you this, Luis. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I was I, I was one of those idiots that was like, well, you know, he's a fantastic player, but you know, uh, we can't we can probably find somebody cheaper, or perhaps it's time for Mason to be the number one. Blah 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 blah. Listen, if you watch these games, yeah, if you watch these games, this this man, I mean, I'm looking at him. I, I'm actually watching us on on my TV screen. And, and and I look at this man right here, the, this 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 Peruvian guy smiling back at me. This dude has some people are born with a talent to do something. And Pedro Alese is incredible. And you know, Pedro Alese tells a story that for seven years he was he was a backup in the reserves. That's right. That it got to the point where when he got married and he started having kids and all that where he actually flirted with the idea, on year seven, flirted with the idea of quitting football to go get a regular job. No, that, that, this is, that is true. This is how close we came to miss, missing out on this man. He, he used to, it's funny that you say that, but um, he, he used to, uh, you know, sometimes in some Peruvian teams, when you're in the youth, you, you literally pay to play sometimes. In his case, he I think he was he did that a couple of times, believe it or not. And uh, when he got his break against uh, his first match in the professional, he was a backup for the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper got a red. He comes in, and he he got a penalty save. First match in a professional. Penalty save. So I just think uh, he definitely you, he needs to be the one of the best goal, best paid goalkeepers in the MLS. I think he deserves it. I, I, I mean, Brad Luzon was worth eight, 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 800k. My God, you know that. You know, uh, I think he definitely deserves to be paid more. I mean, we got him for 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 peace and carrots, believe it or not, because he came from a failure and a bad experience. Yeah, Tiburones de Veracruz. Veracruz a, a, a narco team. I'm going to yeah, say yeah. straight a, up, flat out. Narco a team, team that disappeared. It's a narco team. It's a narco team. Uh, you know, that's, that's how they manage themselves over there. They treat him like garbage. He came to Orlando City for cheap, and he delivered greatly. But now because, you know, just like in any job, 
if you excel and you do great and you're the best in your team, you deserve to be paid accordingly. You know, you, you can still live out of your rookie, you know, pay. You know, it will be completely unfair. So let's see what the, what the front office does. Now, if let's say he decides to go somewhere else, let's, let's, let's think. I have the replacement. It's another Peruvian guy. It's his number two in the national team, Carlos Caseda. He right now plays in Melgar. I'm just going to say right now, he's been playing at the level in Copa Sudamericana. Melgar is in uh, quarterfinals. They just uh, actually, no, they're going to the, to the semifinals against Independiente del Valle. Um, and so he's gonna be a giant he's gonna, in 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 uh, yeah. South American football. Celos Se, yeah. Mendes came from Independiente del Valle. Yeah, so Melgar is gonna play against Independiente del Valle. Carlos Caseda is their number one, and he got three PK saves in the quarterfinal match that decided he he pretty much gave the victory to Melgar against Inter Internacional de Porto Alegre, one of the biggest teams, one of the at least top five in Brazil. So I'm just saying, guys, I mean, uh, but I think Alessi should stay in the MLS and his family's happy. He loves Orlando. Yeah, for he sure, loves for sure. Florida. So, I mean, let's, let's, let's make it happen. And, and you know, and one, one thing people forget, right, you know, when Miguel I'm... Gallardo was our uh, goalkeeper, the reason why he stayed was because the people, people make, made him feel welcome, and we need to do the same for, for, for Pedro. I mean, Pedro has given us so much. And ask for so little, to be honest with you. Because, you know, Pedro's not going on, on, on TV and radio or podcast talking trash like, ah, I belong, I, I deserve better. If they don't pay me, I'm out of here. You have never seen anything like that. He's, like, always talking about the game in hand, uh, about how much he likes playing in Orlando, about his, uh, you know, about his teammates. So that, that's something to, you know, to think about. Hey, right now, Ronaldo's doing bad. They want to fire him in Man United. Hey, his best friend played here or in Orlando. Why not? Moosey. Come on, Moosey. No, yeah. Ronaldo can come here because the Does FBI he... and ISA is going to be waiting for him at the airport. Ronaldo, why? Yeah, Ronaldo. R really? Oh, my God. Ronaldo's wash. Says we need Messi. Says Christian Seidel. Uh, he said, you should tell that won't happen. It's like you imagine Ronaldo signing with Orlando City, man, that'd be fantastic. He's going yeah. to Miami. Messi's yeah. going to Miami. Messi, yeah, Messi Ronaldo, El Clasico, Sunshine Clasico. <coughs> I don't know, Miami. man. I mean, does does Messi come to MLS? And if he does, what kind of Messi are we getting? I mean, the guys, it's quite up there in, in years. So no, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's Messi though, right? Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's read some comments and then let's go to the next. Uh, Gabriel Montañez Pato. Ver, I think we, they, they want us is ¿Cómo está Pato? I said, How's Pato doing? Um, Dave, you want to just give him the breakdown real quick? Sí, sí, sí. Bueno, Gabriel, uh, ya hablamos de eso. So, si quieres puedes ver el principio del, del video una vez terminamos de grabar. But, uh, nada, eh, ahora mismo está lastimado y estamos esperando la, las últimas acerca de la exploratoria que se le va a hacer en su rodilla, pero por el momento pensamos que no va a estar jugando el resto de la temporada. 
See, and uh, we don't think he will be in the Open Cup final. Uh, I, I, yo no creo que esté en la final de la Open Cup. Me encantaría que esté sin duda, pero lo dudo mucho que, que llegue a... Me, ahora sería un milagro que, que, que esté apto, ¿no? Que he's going to be there. He's going to be in the bench, you know, with his teammates, but, you know, he's not, he's not going to be playing. And, and no, I want to add, add something. I think with that point that you made, Dave, was perfect because you, I've seen, because I had the privilege to, and I want to thank Orlando City Communications to, to cover and seeing him, how he interacts with, his, with, with the players. He's a big personality in the locker room. Uh, I mean, he, he makes everybody smile and have a bright day. He, he's a positive influence in the locker room, and they, they're going to need him. And I, and I will say, if I'm the front office, if they haven't done this already, have him travel with the team. Even if he's injured, I will have him travel with the team. And obviously, not at every game, but at least the games that truly matter, you know, against Miami, against, you know, the, the U.S. Open Cup final, He needs to be there because certainly, um, uh, you know, he's definitely going to be missing that locker room, you know. Let's say, uh, Joshua Tall, that's amazing. He says, that's amazing. Well, thank you, sir. He says, do you know the Villages team? Christian Seidel, do you know the Villages? Village people? YMCA? No, it's uh, the Village FC. It's a uh, League Two team. Uh, oh, you the, League Two. The actual villages in, in Orlando? Yeah, the, the yeah the, the villages over there in Sumter County. Yeah, they have they actually have a USL League Two team. It's called the Villages. They actually uh, had they defeated uh, Rowdies, they would have played us, but it wasn't oh, meant to be. This that, that, that would have been hilarious. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> I wanted, that if, if that would have happened, I wanted to play in the villages, man. That's I, I'm telling you, it would have been, been it would have been a riot. I want to go to the villages to play village villages FC. Wow. Hey, I'm gonna. How, how would they chant? Yo, so I love me, like, yes. What a golf cart. <laughs> 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 All right, enough internet. All right, go, go, go to bed. Get out of here. Yeah, with the, with the golf cart and and the uh and the and the and the poof. You know, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? That that stuff yeah. too. Yeah, you see that? Run the other way. Dale mi corazón, dale mi vida, este que no campeón. No llores, por favor. Luis wants to sing. Luis is practicing for, Luis, for September 7th. Yeah, yeah, for September 7th. I'm practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. We gotta we gotta we gotta get in there. Yeah, uh, gotta, and get motivated. I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm excited about what's gonna happen, my friend. Oof. Now we go now we go to the, the nitty-gritty. Before we go into the pride, I wanna say one thing uh about the pride because Uh, a few months ago, people were creating this this um, this tin tin foil hat uh, theory that the Wills were tanking the team on purpose to move it to <laughs> Minnesota or to sell it. No. Uh, and uh, obviously, that has I, I I am ashamed to say that uh, uh, you know uh, Jared Dillon had to go on Twitter. Uh, this is embarrassing. That he had to go on Twitter to to tell people that that was not true. Dylan is learning real quick <laughs> that if you want people's attention, you got to go on Twitter. You can't just do it on the proper channels. You can do it on the website. 
you can do it on the radio. You, you, can, you can't do that. You have to go on Twitter because that's that's where the crazy uh, coots li live and, and you know and create this this craziness. Um, and uh, we have given uh, Headmaster Seb Hines the credit. I am. I, I gotta tell you one thing. I like Seb Hines, the person. Also, great football IQ. Had the pleasure to talk to him uh, at the uh, Rowdies game. He was present. Uh, always a gentleman. The guy. The guy loves this community, and that cannot be uh, underestimated. Uh, and uh, one of the things about about him is that he took this challenge with complete humbleness. And he has proved people wrong. He didn't show up. He didn't, you know, the, the man doesn't give interviews where he's talking about how great he is. He's doing, he's, he's, he's about to put this club in playoff contention with no notice, no, uh, no ability to, to pick the players. And with two friends that are doing him a solid. Think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will have to say it's also uh, the culture that they are uh, definitely, in, you know, they have ingrained in the players, you know, um, a winning mentality uh, that, you know, they got also from, from Inchi and, and, and several other coaches that, that, that they got uh, here in Orlando City. Um, but, I mean, this is uh, – a testament to the players, I, I want to say. Julie Doyle, these are these are uh, uh, athletes that have – it's their first time playing the NWSL. Julie Doyle, Michaela Clough, um, Carrie Abello, which, I mean, Abello is playing at such high level. In my opinion, she's one of the top prospects, um, you know, in the East at least. If nobody – I mean, it, she was a steal for, for Orlando Pride. And so Orlando Pride right now, they got a lot of workhorses, uh, people that are working together to win. And they don't care how they win, but um, you could see a drive in their eyes that everyone goes to defend the ball. I've never seen that, and I've seen that with – I mean, I don't want to disrespect anybody else that was here before, but, I mean, I didn't see it when – when it was uh, Morgan and LaRue and, and, and Ali Krieger and all that stuff, I, I honestly didn't see that drive. Uh, I, I saw, I see this drive of these uh, young players wanting to really, really give the win to, to their fans, you know, truly caring, um, you know. Um, so Leah Pruitt, I mean, I can name them all, Villacorta, you know, I, I'm telling you, I mean, these are these are women that are going to these are athletes that are gonna get uh, far in this league. And uh, right now, Orlando Pride has 18 points. Uh, they are they earn a victory against San Diego Wave with Alex Morgan right there, and they extend its unbeaten run to six games. You know, um, the Pride's Marcelo Mauricio Pereira is Maggie Darty Howard. She pretty much was the playmaker in the mid. And then their Pedro Galese is Aaron McLeod, uh, Olympic gold medalist, six saves in the match. You know, uh, two of them late saves to preserve the victory. And uh, they got a shot out. They got a shot out because they won 1-0 against uh, San Diego Wave. 
San Diego Wave, truly, they play one of the worst games I've seen them play in a long time. But honestly, I'm so happy for them because it's uh, you know reivindication for, for the squad, right? Everybody threw the towel already for the Pride. They're ready through the towel, and they are on the verge to clinch in playoffs. So uh, I command them for doing that. I don't know. What are your thoughts there, Paola? I saw the first 45 minutes, and I love what I saw because they were they, – every single player at the pitch, they were, like, moving forward and attacking and defending, like you just said. Like, they were, they were not a single – um person by themselves and i like what i saw like they were they were um created chances um they were fast paced because i think i never seen san diego um play um but we crushed them what i saw we crushed them like their their skills i was like oh my like what is this because it's not comparing where i saw when when they started in the beginning of the season is not what they're playing right now this is is solid soccer i like what i'm seeing um i fell asleep i'm the worst <laughs> i fell asleep because i it went halftime and i i was tired but um i wish i could um finish the game The first thing that I, I woke up, I'm like, oh, my God, the pride, did the pride won. Ooh, we won to against Alex Morgan, you know. And Alex Morgan was one of my favorite players. So um, and I never got the chance to see her here. But anyways, um, I like what I'm seeing about the pride is a different mentality. You can see it in the pitch. And David said it before. The players are a, re a reflection of the coach. And you can see it right there with the pride. Yeah, I mean, I think this team knows how to play as a, the underdog, and they excel at playing the underdog game. They love when other teams um, think as them as less, and that drives them. And that's one thing that I can definitely see Miguel Gallardo, Seb Hines, and uh, Giles Barnes in, in, you know, driving that into them, right? I mean, this is football. You know, this is uh, sometimes David and Goliath. And that's what it was against the San Diego Wave. I mean, you're talking about they had Alex Morgan, Taylor Korniak, former Orlando Pride players, playing their best soccer in the past two seasons. And they were there on, in the women's national team. So just imagine that. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I like the, the way the Pride um, are handling themselves. I knew, something told me that when the change for Seb was coming that this was going to be beneficial. And I'm so happy that this is happening to, to Seb's Giles and, and Miguel. Uh, and Miguel is an outstanding guy, um, family man, one of the workers men in, in, in the club, in my opinion, uh, fantastic work ethic and a hell of a hell, hell of a goalkeeper. And I think Aaron McLeod having a, a shout out night with a uh, six saves That says a lot of what he's doing with, with that Orlando Pride. And I want to add, to change the subject, subject to OCB and then read the comments, um, honestly, um, Orlando Pride still making moves. They just acquired forward Ali Watt from the OL Reign uh, for $125,000 um, in, in allocation money. Um, essentially, they're very excited. Uh, Ian Fleming, the general manager of the Pride, announced it today. They're very uh, happy that they're getting a young player with lots of potential. Um, 
she was the 2026 overall pick out of the draft. She played in Texas A&M. Uh, and she's played also in Australia for Melbourne City, one of the top teams there. Um, she essentially, um, in the 2020 NWSL Challenge Cup, she tore her ACL. And uh, she only played about 13 or 14 minutes. And then she was traded to Colorado, uh, well, to All Rain. And then uh, they essentially, um, you know, pretty much she was in the back burner because Oil Rain now has Jody Taylor and all those players. So um, she's now a member of the Orlando Pride. And I think um, they see it as a low, low risk, high reward player, right? And I think uh, coming from a good club like Oil Rain, I'll take it. Um, I mean, more depth for, for the for the attacking third. What are your thoughts there, Dave? Um, I I am on record that the um, the Orlando Pride was badly constructed at the beginning, uh, giving away all the draft picks uh, for like three years. I think. I mean, it was really bad, uh, and also basically bringing a lot of players uh, that were all national team players. So every time. There was, you know, uh, any type of uh, international activity. We have no team to play with, uh, and a lot of a lot of names that not necessarily um, brought us anything. I mean, the fact of the matter is that uh, some of the players that were here were brought here just to entice their husbands, or to uh, you know, to entice their husbands to come to Orlando City. I mean, it was just a bad setup. I'm just happy that we finally are building a team as God intended rather than just throwing a bunch of names at the wall and see what sticks. Um, with that said, again, Seb Hines is doing what he's supposed to be doing. And one comment, uh, uh, Luis, uh, you mentioned uh, Miguel Gallardo. It's unfortunate that a lot of our fans never got to see Miguel Gallardo at his prime. And uh, yes, and if and, and you know what, you can go on YouTube and still watch those old games uh, from Orlando City in USL. Miguel, you know Miguel Gallardo, in my opinion, uh, should have been brought to MLS at least as a third stringer, uh, at the very least, uh, the greatest injustice this yeah. club has ever done. Uh, in the USL era, was not bringing Miguel Gallardo. I, I have said that a thousand times. And Miguel knows himself. Every time I run into Miguel, I tell him, I tell him, he's just sick and well, tired. He, he, he's a first and foremost. When I first, uh, I mean, he was one of my when, when I used to go to the when USL times. I, I, he was one of my my favorite players. Believe it or not, I mean, uh, all the saves he did. One of my favorite players, and, Miguel. The offers on the table, Papa. Don't leave, don't leave me alone. Yeah, right and, here. We want to see you. We want to interview you. I want to find out how you broke your leg in Bayamón, Puerto Rico, when you played with the Aztecs. I've been dying to ask you that question. The man broke a leg in my hometown, <laughs> 10 know. minutes away from where I grew up. I want to find out how he managed to do that. But yeah. never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and, you know, he's he's a phenomenal guy. Like, I had the pleasure to meet him in person. Super approachable, personable, and Believe it or not, um, you know, I was at first like, oh, crap, this is Miguel Gallardo, shit, like, you know, like, and uh, no, I mean, he's down to earth and, 
you know, he, he you can definitely tell that he's, he loves the city. He loves, he loves the city. And, and, uh, you know, what, what more can you ask, right? For somebody that, that truly cares and believes in the culture of the club and wants to change it. Right. And the, so, and the man has given up a lot to our, uh, our, our youth. Uh, of course. Of course. So now you see it with the pride now as, uh, you know, helping out Giles Barnes and, and Seth Hines. And I think that's fantastic. So, um, anyways, um, Victor Rivera, you didn't miss much when Alex was here unless she was playing for the national team. She hardly played for the pride. There you go. I agree. There you go. So let's go and talk about OCB. They uh, got a win also, 2-0 um, against NYCFC2, mm -hmm. courtesy of Jack Lynn and his brains. Yes. 20 points, 2-0 at Belson Stadium. Uh, right. All the glory goes to the guy scoring the goals, That's but right. right there in this bunch of names that all you know, Otero had a fantastic game. Freeman and Williams, uh, these these guys are the future at the center back position for sure. But again, I gotta blow the horn of a guy that I, I I'm I really high on because I see this guy as uh, as a future player in Orlando City. Might even sell overseas. It's Moises Tablante, the guy from Valencia, Venezuela. Moises Tablante. And I, I don't get sick and tired about this kid. This kid is talented, super humble, and he's somebody that has the patience of a saint, waiting patiently for his time. He has seen others be called upon the big team, the first team before, while he waits at OCB. I am telling you right now, 2023 is the year for Moses Tablante. You cannot hold this kid back anymore. This guy, I, in my opinion, is ready for prime time. This guy is 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 gonna is is, is gonna be uh, making headlight uh, headlines. So Moses Tablante, he knows. I had the pleasure to inter uh, of interviewing him for uh, Tiro de Esquina podcast, and I ran into him. Uh, last season at um, at a academy game, and uh, the kid super humble. Um, you know, just uh, you know, I, I tried to praise the guy, and he wanted <clears throat> to direct all the praise to the team. And Moses, you know, if you're listening, you're watching. I know your dad likes to consume a lot of uh, Orlando City content. If uh, if your dad is uh, watching, you know, the future is bright. And that's what I want to get to. What do you think, uh, Paola, about OCB and this game against uh, New York City FC2? I didn't have the chance of watching this game, but I'm glad that they went because I knew that they were not, you know, um, getting getting wins. But I'm I'm happy. Uh, I want to see Tablante and Otero too. I I, I wish I can see him. Um, I know that they practice with the first team, but I want to see him in, in the bench with Gales and in, in the in the in the rest of the players. Um, I'm glad that Williams is 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 um, gaining minutes because the future is bright for him. Um, I'm super fan of him, and um, they need to um, develop themselves on on these on this game. So I'm happy for this um, 
for this win, for this dub. Fantastic. No, uh, you know, for, first and foremost, if I am uh, La Federación Venezolana de Fútbol, uh, if I'm the Venezuelan national team, I'll be looking into uh, Javier Otero and also Moses Tablante. Um, <clears throat> there are six teams now in South America that qualify for 2026 World Cup, plus one going to international playoff spot. So there's seven teams. I don't doubt Venezuela has a the the pedigree to get in there for sure they're the better team than bolivia and i i think bolivia is probably the one who's gonna be out maybe paraguay also so venezuela has a huge chance uh why not um taking advantage of two players that are on the up and up right um that have that, that want to play for their for i mean if, if they're given the chance why not uh also i think mosesta volante should have more minutes in Orlando City uh, in the first team. Uh, we Now, especially with Pato being out, I would like to see him maybe playing that role, which he can definitely do. I don't know what Dave thinks about that. I, I believe he can. Uh, I, listen, I don't have – people that know me, people that have known me for, for, for years, they know how high I am. I'm Blante. Kenneth, my, our friend Kenneth Ortiz, who, who did uh, Tiro Esquina with me for years – uh was uh was really high on this guy and kenneth is, kenneth doesn't give praise to no one uh i have to tell you you know i'm really big on him uh he had the opportunity to have to see minutes against arsenal and and did very well to be honest with you um the problem with uh tablante has always been the fact that he doesn't have a green card uh he has been living in uh, central florida for years uh, he actually came into the equation uh, during his middle school years. Uh, his team played against uh, the Orlando City B Academy. They liked him. They invited him over. Rest is history. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully that opportunity is going to present itself. Uh, you know, Moisés Tablante has what I like about a player: speed, good IQ, uh, under the right tutelage. Uh, this could be could be a very very deadly player. And besides, it's also a guy that has a nose for goal. You know, has a nose for goal, and I really really like that. Uh, he's he he shoots very well from outside of the box. Something that we haven't seen in Orlando City in a very very long time since Nani. Actually, I think I think Nani has been the only player that I can think of in the last four years that has that touch to go outside of the box and just just put out the golazos. So that's that's all I have to say. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, talented guys in OCB. There's only X amount of spots um, in, uh, in in the first team. I see a question there from Victor Sanchez about um, uh, Wilfredo Rivera. Uh, this is what I have to tell you. As a Puerto Rican, I'm super disappointed that he was sent on loan. Uh, I have seen him play for the Puerto Rican national team at U20, U22, and the first team, and uh, he's he's a talented number ten and number seven. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, he was sent to Indy Eleven. I watched some of the games. I'm gonna be honest with you. He's coming from the bench uh, on a, on a team that is, is is a really bad team. He usually comes in when all is lost. Uh, he's there with uh, Raúl Aguilera, who played for Orlando City. Uh, and uh, to be quite honest with you, I, I just don't see uh, how this loan is helping him any. I'm just going to be quite honest with you. 
Did we send him because he opens up a space for some of the uh, players that we signed this this uh, this past window? Perhaps me personally, I just don't see how he's benefiting uh, this kid any. I want to remind everybody that he had already been offered a scholarship at USF. Um, that's what his parents wanted. They never envisioned um, a professional football for him. They just wanted him to be able to go and get a uh, free college by playing football. Uh, he turned that down to come to uh, Orlando City, uh, the first team. And uh, quite honestly, we have not given him an opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you the, the guy is talented, as young as he is. Unfortunately, we haven't seen any minutes. So that's the situation. The loan to Indy 11, again, in my personal opinion, probably one of the worst teams to have sent him to because he is wasting his time there. And if it's one of these, okay, let's send him alone to get rid of him, uh, then then a, a shame because I think uh, he can benefit Orlando City. Right. Um, you know, let's uh, – I think he should have had some minutes in the first team for sure. I, I, I was I was surprised why he never got the chance. But, you know, again, let's do you comments. Know, yep. Uh, Joshua Tall, do you think there is a chance that Orlando City calls Tablante at? Uh, can't because he is uh, he he's not an MLS player. He is uh, MLS next, so they they cannot be called up to the first team. They can only be called if they are MLS players sent on loan. Christian Seidel, do you think what do you think about the World Cup and what we what will you cheer for? Um, I will cheer for. I think there's a conspiracy for the World Cup. I think uh, personally, um, I believe this is set to be an Argentina-Portugal final, the final show showdown. Who's the best ever, Messi versus Ronaldo? That to me is the because that's gonna sell like hotcakes, and that's my conspiracy because both uh, Carter they have uh, they pay sal uh, Messi salary, and then Ronaldo he has also ties with uh, some uh, businesses over there. So we'll see what happens. I'm just saying, I wouldn't, I, personally, I would have not done the, the World Cup in Qatar, if you want to be completely honest. But there you go. Uh, my sister got a, an ACL from Mokala Premier. There you go. Uh, Etromic, maybe three. Three goals for Seth Hines. Uh, how many goals Seth Hines scored with the Orlando team? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head how many, but I do know this. In a uh, uh, friendly against Bahia, Brazilian team, he scored four goals in one game. Seb Hines, you're a legend. That's right. Uh, I like what you said about Ronaldo to Orlando City. <laughs> that would be hilarious. All right, guys. Um, well, uh, it's been a fantastic show today. I think uh, we've covered a lot of the topics uh, that – that we were set to do. Um, any final words you want to say, Dave, before we go? Was that all the all the comments? I could have sworn that we have more. I mean, yeah. I mean, there is like, oh wow, oh ah. Oh. Yeah, but go up. Uh, I mean, which one do you want to read out, my friend? Which I don't know if, if you can, because I I can't cycle I can't cycle them as far back as you can. I saw a couple of interesting ones, and uh, they're no longer which? there. If you if if you keep. Like right now, the la the the top of the list for me is the oh wow from Joshua Toll. 
this is can you, can you uh, okay. Back? The Maccabi Haifa one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to address that one. Come on, listen. It's it's rare occasions I get to flex uh, my overseas teams. There so. you go. It says I forget which one of you are the Maccabi Haifa fan. But they have a big tie coming up this week for you. Yes, uh, yes, I want to talk about that one. So, um, uh, Maccabi Haifa obviously is in the uh, uh, UEFA Champions League. Why is a nation country in UEFA? Well, political reasons, because some of their neighbors don't want to play them, so they gotta go where they're wanting. That's that's part of the deal. So they defeated Olympiacos out of Greece. Then they sent home Apollon from Cyprus. And uh, they're playing. Uh, they're playing here on the first leg this Wednesday. A team from Serbia, and I'm not gonna pretend I know this name. Svena, Z V E Z D A. So that team. <laughs> they're playing, and I, I gotta tell you, um, you know, Maccabi Haifa is is, is gonna be knocking heads, and uh, but nobody nobody cares until they start playing the English teams. That's when people are gonna realize the quality and the reason why. I uh, I watch games that are set seven hours ahead, um, and uh, and why I have to. Why well, why I love Maccabi Haifa. Maccabi Haifa is a, is a great team. I think uh, Israeli football is underrated. Our friend uh, Dennis Chen, who played in Israel, uh, can attest to that. So you know, every time every time there's there's Israeli football, I, I see Dennis. I see you giving me the like. Thank you, sir. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, I just wanted to address that. But there was there was something uh, something else. Oh, this Victor Pito. I, I I have a picture. I uh, I don't well. I don't. We don't have time. I have a picture with uh, with uh, Pito, uh, who was former captain of the Puerto Rican team, uh, Puerto Rican national team. The 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 kid, the kid uh, uh, signed my shirt. Uh, to be quite honest, Victor, Pito is done. He's too old. He never took the opportunities. I thought that when he had the friendly against Orlando City, he was gonna uh, he was gonna shine. But you know, he he was happy playing in El Salvador and Nicaragua and uh, places like that. You know, never zero ambition, and that's what happens. You can have the talents, but if you don't have the ambition, friends, that's it. So, Pito, nice, nice guy, by the way. But, but you know, the fact of the matter is he was happy playing in NASL and garbage leagues like that. So, can't have that. Okay, this is, do you like the object of the trophy? What does it look like again? Christian That's trophy. That. The Open Cup would be probably the bigger than uh, MLS Cup. I can tell you that. Te parece, eh? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's a big trophy. I don't I, listen. I don't care. I'm gonna be taking pictures with the trophy, and I already told everybody I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do the the Michael Jordan with the trophy. It, Ryan and with my hat. it looks like a cereal bowl, but with right. Well, yeah, it's well, it's like a cup. Yeah, it's like a cup. Yeah, hopefully yeah. They hopefully they don't pour beer on it, right? You know, you know the savages uh, don't have any morals. <laughs> you know, you know what the club should do. Uh -huh. Orlando does win the cup. Sell the replicas. People will love. Don't give him any ideas, please. Don't give this. <laughs> David, David is the first one. David is the first one. Look, this is what the trophy looks like. I don't know. Sell Orlando City. Sell the replicas. 
You know, Besa, I, I, I am tired of telling this club ideas of how they can take my money. I am just sick and tired of telling them. I, you know, you know that um, one of the things that I, that, I, that I told them is like, you know, the club has such a fantastic photographer and such great pictures. I have, I, had, I, told, I, I told Jared Dillon, and Dillon, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. I told him, I said, Jared, you know what? Why can we make these pictures available as posters for the fans to buy them? I want that. Charge me $10, $20 here. I'm, I'm just telling you. They have done nothing about it. It's, it's a shame. That picture of um, uh, uh, Rodrigo Schlegel doing the Ronaldo in the, against Nashville, I would have I, I I I gone uh, 11 by 17 feet. Uh, I, I would maybe, you know, take a whole wall. That's what I would have done. You know what I'm saying? I, this club, I'm, I'm so tired of telling Orlando City, this is how you take my money. But they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. So, um, so yeah, uh, give us posters. That's what the fans want, posters. So this is what's going to happen. We win Open Cup. They're going to come out with the shirts and the hats and the scarves. And, of course, they're going to, like, have, like, 30 of them. So, you know, uh, the rest of us get nothing. That's what they did with the uh, Puerto Rico merch for the, for the friendly I ended up I ended up uh, finding uh, a scarf uh, through my channels through fans that love me and gifted it to me. But that day I went to go go get one. I was I was out of the first five thousand fans that walked walked in there. By the time I, I I made my way to the to the team uh, team shop, nothing. I was lucky. I actually got a Puerto Rico shirt. Sixty dollars. I still have it. Well, I want to buy. I want to wear a Puerto Rico jersey. For sure. Oh, bro, you can you can buy you can get one for forty dollars if you go to the uh, to the federation's um, website. Website, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I have I have the, the I have the com the commemorative one for the uh, friendly against uh, Orlando City. Uh, I mean, come on, I had to have it, and uh, then then I have uh, I have one signed by by Pito Ramos that uh, Victor mentioned already. And I also have the latest one. I mean, they're, they're nice shirts. They're, they're the ones that the, the, the latest ones, the latest design that I came up with, uh, not for nothing. I'm not being biased. I mean, it looks very nice. Out of the Caribbean nations, uh, Puerto Rico probably has uh, one of the best jerseys out there. Uh, and I'm very, like I said, I'm not being biased. Because in the past, they, they, they were... The, the the last uh, model they had, it looked very much like the Paraguay home jersey. Um, but uh, this time they just tried something unique. And uh, 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 Okay, so last few comments here is Etromic. We need a giveaway for Open Cup Final. Every seat should have one scarf, flag, and a purple square. I mean, for season pass holders, for sure. Uh, I mean, of course. I mean, listen, if we win the Open Cup, you know, for us that have been giving this money to this club, hey, give, give me, send me something. Tell me you love me. Tell me sweet, sweet nothings to my ear. Put me I to bed. Victor Rivera says, I wore my PR tank top and necklace. I remember uh, seeing that in high school, too, when uh, <laughs> like Cubans against Puerto Ricans, you know, because people used to wear the... The, it's the same flag, uh, uh, yeah, the Cuban, the Cuban tank top, right? 
Yeah, and then the Puerto Ricans will wear their Arroyo jerseys. Oh my God. Fights. Fights. Uh, Christian Seidel, is there a couple of small soccer fields outside the stadium? Uh, well, uh, are we talking about uh, uh, Main Street? Yeah, in Paramore, right at night. You, you should go uh, 11 o'clock at night. Okay, listen. The only time that I had exercised zero judgment about hanging out in the streets of uh, Paramore at night was uh, after Pints with Pareja, where I found myself with our friend Gavin uh, Rushnell and, and, and Adam, who, who also is also in, in the podcast with him. And, uh, and at some point, after having a great conversation with them, I said, guys, let's get the hell out of here. It's 1130 and we're in the middle of Paramore talking like we are, you know, in, uh, in a safe zone. Um, no disrespect to Paramore, but, you know, I mean, some guys were already looking at us with uh, eyes of lust. And uh, I ran into my car and got out of there. No, um, we had to, you know, we have to walk because uh, the, the press um, parking lot, it's like right there. So we have no security. Definitely... Yeah, well, it's secured. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I'm saying security doesn't walk you to your car. No, 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 no. We walk. We, we, we walk. Uh, no. But we see a lot of we see, we see a lot of fans that they stay right by gay D on the fence mm -hmm. to wait for the players to come out, right? I haven't done that in a while, man. I need to do that. I thought that um that the players were parking inside that parking area. So yeah, but now they, yeah, they have valet parking. Yeah. Okay, now that I know that, I'm definitely gonna go on and, and try to get some some signatures on some uh, hot items that I got. Uh and, and I know it's uh, close to the two-hour mark, and probably half of our uh, fan base is already checked out because they, they know this is garbage time here. But I have to say, I can't wait for Atlanta to come to town. I have a game-worn USL era uh, Dom Dwyer jersey that I would love for him to sign. Uh, so I, I am putting all my hopes that the man uh, chooses to sign my jersey. On that day so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens well i want to go ahead and um thank everyone for being a uh, part of the show today thank you so much if you are just now listening or watching uh drop us a like uh, subscribe not only on spotify apple Podcasts, uh, google Podcasts, but also uh on youtube uh, click on the notification bell for all notifications we're live on pride orlando we're also live on facebook and live on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, Paula, you want to say uh, last things you want to say? Of course. Okay. Thank you for, for tonight. Um, tomorrow I will be uh, doing Tiro de Esquina podcast. Same thing that we talked today, but in Spanish. Um, so just follow us. What will happen? <laughs> we, we, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to invite you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so tomorrow... Follow us on Twitter at TE Esquina Podcast um, and then YouTube as well and Instagram. So thank you for the support. All right, guys. Uh, Dave, uh, last things you want to say before we. Uh, the legendary David, uh, that's uh, my vlog. Also, uh, I, I I know I have 100% certainty he's not going to listen to this, but I want to thank my, my good friend, um, uh, Matt. 
uh, who is a podcaster in England for Steven Edge. He invited me to uh, Matt Farley, who invited me to uh, a Twitter space today. I had the opportunity to uh, talk to 30 fellow Steven Edge fans. We're having a fantastic season, baby, promotion. And, um, and tomorrow we're playing. And we're playing Saturday, and it uh, ho- hopefully it'll be a six-point uh, week. And uh, I just wanna, I, I just wanna thank them because they show me a lot of love, and a lot of those guys are telling me they're following Orlando City because of yours truly. So there you go. Thank you very much. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Um, you know, thank you so much for watching the show. Uh, again, if you're listening to it, thank you so much also for your support. Drop us a like, subscribe to our social media, and vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando, guys. Vamos Orlando. Vamos. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando. Orlando.